You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. Our God, the one and only true God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. God is our Savior. Hallelujah. How many of you know that He's a healer? Oh, come on now. How, he, we know He's a healer, right, Brother John? But, oh, praise God. God is a healer. God is a healer. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we've seen it. God's a miracle working God. We've seen God heal people miraculously with cancer, right, Brother John? Praise God. Remove the cancer from their body in a miraculous healing. Oh, God is a healer. God is a healer. He's a deliverer. How many of you know he's a deliverer? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I don't know where I, I, I know I wouldn't be here today with, if it wasn't for him. I, I would, I don't even think I'd be alive if it wasn't for him. I thank God that he's a deliverer. He delivered me out of the mess I once was in and into his marvelous light, into his church body. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Oh, he is so good to us, so worthy, so worthy of our praise and our worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I'm going to read to you guys um, <clears throat> two scriptures this morning that uh, I'm coming from, Exodus chapter 3 and John chapter 8, Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, John chapter 8, verses 58 and 59, if you... If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. If you don't have your Bibles with you, Sister Shakira got it right up here on the screen. Thank you, Sister Shakira. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, it reads, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and, and, say unto, uh, and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent you. Praise God. John chapter 8, verse 58. Jesus said this, verily, verily, I said unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Praise God. Then took they the stones, took up stones to cast it at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by. Praise God. I want to preach to you this morning. I know I preached not too long ago a message titled, I am that I am, and, and this is not exactly the same. It's, a, it's similar, but a, a little bit different. I'm not preaching the same message, and it's not even the exact same title, but it's close to the same title. The message title of my message today is just, I am. I am. Praise God. Brother Conway, would you pray for us this morning? Lord God, we ask you right now that you touch pastor today, Lord Jesus, and you allow for him to speak a word into our hearts and our souls, Lord Jesus. Allow for us to come out of this service today, a renewed spirit, Lord Jesus, to spread your gospel into the community, Lord Jesus. We ask you this in Jesus' name, we pray, and everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. All right, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am 
You know, it, it, God tells Moses to tell them his name, I am that I am. I am, he said, I am sent you, right? Praise God. And, and we see here in the other scripture that I shared with you, this is Jesus speaking. And this was just after uh, the, uh, he told them, he told the uh, Pharisees that um, Abraham was glad to see me, right? And they're like, so how could Abraham, see, you know, see you and glad that he, you are the Messiah when, when you weren't, you're not even 50 years old, you know, they're like, how could, how could that be? And he responded with to them. Now, what he could have said, you notice he says, but he said, before Abraham was, I am, right? Now, what, what he could have said was, I was around before Abraham, or I was, right? He could have said I was, but he didn't. He said I am, specifically, specifically said I am. And there's a reason why, because he is the great I am. Jesus is the great I am. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. Now, and, and, and we know that this is significant because it says they took up stones and, and, and began to cast them out at him. They were going to stone him to death, right? Because... It, to, to them in their minds, it's heresy because you're saying that you are God. You are God. Jesus said, I am. I am. He didn't say I was because if he said I was, if he said I was, they wouldn't have took up stones. They'd be like, okay, you were around. Okay. They would have just blown it off. They would have laughed at it. But that's not what he did. He said, I am. Specifically said, I am because he is the great I am. Praise God. God manifested in the flesh. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and I, I find it frustrating that so many people cannot see that, God, that Jesus is God manifested in flesh by reading his word. But I do understand that I do understand that the enemy has blinders on our eyes. And I do understand that it's something that has to be revealed to us. Because great is the mystery of the godliness, right? It is a mystery, and it must be revealed unto us. And I thank God that it has been revealed unto me. And I thank God that it has been revealed unto the church body. And I thank God that it's being revealed to so many more churches. Amen. It's not just the, the UPCI. Okay. I thank God for my, I thank God uh, for, for my denomination, my church body, the UPCI. I thank God for, for them teaching and preaching truth. But there are many other churches that are coming by this knowledge. And especially in these end times, many people are coming to realize that Jesus is God. He is God manifested in the flesh. Praise God. And, and, and I'm so thankful that God has revealed that from, to me. And, and, but I still find it frustrating when people try to say, well, he's just the son of God. And, and yes, Jesus is the son. He's the father and he's the Holy Ghost. Praise God. He's all. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and you just have to search and have faith. If, if you're truly seeking God, if you truly seek God, you're going to read and understand his scripture, his words, right? If you're truly seeking him, it's not just a good feeling that, that we have. Um, we come to church and, and we praise God and we're around other saints of God and, and, and it's just a good feeling. No, 
it's not just a good feeling. It's revelation. It's the Holy Spirit. And it's we got to seek the Holy Ghost. Amen. we got to seek the Holy Spirit in this place. Thank you. And we just have to have a little bit of faith, just like you were talking about in uh, Brother Conway and, and Children's Church this morning. He was talking about faith, faith, the grain of a mustard seed. And, and I didn't I didn't tell you what my message was about today. And I didn't even tell you I was going to have this scripture. But in Hebrews chapter 11, it tells us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Praise God. You know, we can't always see what God is doing, but he's always working. He's always working in our lives. We don't always see it, but it's there. It's just like just like the wind, right? Everybody knows that that comparison. We don't we don't see the wind, but but we know it's there. The 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 air that we breathe, we know it's there. We can't see it, but it's there. We have breath in our lungs. We can breathe. Amen. Sometimes we can feel it though, right? Sometimes you can feel it when the wind blows, right? And you feel it hit the the hair on your body just blowing in the you can feel it sometimes, right? But it tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. How can there be evidence of things not seen? Well, like I said, you, you can feel it, right? And you have so many people that in the world that try to say, oh, God's not real. And, and, and they say, I don't have any proof. And I'm just like, look around you. Look at the world around you, all the magnificent things and creations that God has created. This is not just by happenstance. It, 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 it just doesn't work like that. There is a greater design in everything that we see. There's evidence all around us, but people still say, well, God's not real. Show me proof. Show me. They, here's the thing. The thing is that they're so comfortable in their sin that they don't want to know that God is real. They don't want to realize it. They don't want to admit that God is real, amen, because they're so comfortable in their sin and their ungodliness that they just, all they want to do is follow after their flesh and not follow after God so that they just use their excuses, excuses. I mean, how could you not see with all the things around you? <clears throat> Praise God. And then it tells us in, the, in, in uh, verse 6, Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, but Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You see, every single person was born with a measure of faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. Some people's faith might be just that, that much, and some people might have faith like that. But it doesn't matter because just like you said in uh, children's church this morning, it only takes a tiny bit the size of a mustard seed. It doesn't take much faith. The thing is, do you use the faith? Right. If you use the faith that you got, that God has given to you, you can move mountains. Praise God. You can do anything. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. It doesn't take much faith. But without it, if you're not using the faith, it's impossible to please God. It is impossible to please him. And, and I don't care what other people say. They can say all day that God isn't real. They can they don't even have to believe in him. It's okay, but it doesn't deny, it doesn't change the fact that he is real, right? Just because they don't believe in him doesn't change the fact that God is real. Amen. He is real. <clears throat> I had some pictures of some places on the internet. I'm going to ask Sister Shakira to pull them up. There's the first one. Okay. I want to show you these, 
six pictures of places on earth, and, and I want you to take a look, real good look at them. And they're beautiful pictures. It's like you look at creations like this, and you're like, how, how could people not believe God? Well, I want you to pick out the two out of these six that I'm going to show you that aren't real, okay? That, that are, because, you know, you got, these are pictures, they're real pictures, but you can, what is it called? Photoshop, you can, uh, you know, anybody can Photoshop and change the appearance of a picture, right? Um, so this is the first one, and I, I, I can't remember where this one is, but you have these geysers that have created mountains in the middle of a lake bed, it looks like, uh, that's raised, and it's got this beautiful green and, and different vibrant colors and water coming out of it. It's it's amazing picture. And, and, and you look at that, and it's like, man, did somebody make that, or is this real? Is it real? So this is the first picture, number one. And, and, and then show me the second picture. Second picture is beautiful, too. This is in a place, this is in China, I believe. In China, you have all these mountains, and you have this sea of beautiful, beautiful yellow flowers everywhere. That would be something probably easy to Photoshop, because you could just... Uh, I guess click on the grass or whatever you would think it would be and make it yellow. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful creation. God's creations are awesome. Go ahead, show the next one. So that's number two. Number three, you had this canyon with this gentleman sitting in, and, it, and it's got this beautiful pink and red and orange colors in this, in this narrow canyon that is just beautiful. Another creation of God. And show the next one. That's number three. Here's number four. This is in uh, Russia, I believe, and, and it, it's a, 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 a hot spring, and you got all the colors of the rainbow in that thing. That is just beautiful, isn't it? I mean, it looks like it looks to me like a rainbow came down and touched right there and just went out. It's beautiful. And then, uh, so that's number four. And what's the next one? Okay, this is in. The, I don't remember where this one is. I think this one might be in China as well. And you got this. Sea of weed grass looking stuff that's just beautiful, vibrant red, and it just doesn't even look like it's real. And then the last one, so that's number five. And the last one, you got this, um, and this is in China. Um, you have these mountains that, I mean, it just looks like somebody painted on the mountains, doesn't it? It's beautiful. You, you know what it looks like? Have you, have you anybody ever took sand and, and put them in a, in a jar and, and kind of just did different colors of the sand? Some people have done that. And you're, yeah. Um, that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like God was playing with sand and just, but it's beautiful. So you have one through six, these pictures. Can anybody tell me which two of these are not real? Titus? The first one and the second and the last one. Anybody else want to try? The guy inside the canyon? Yeah? Anybody? Anybody else want to give a shot? What is it? What do you think? The first one and the second one? Go to the first one and the second one. Because a couple of people said the first one. Uh, that's the one that Brother Conway said that it was. But go back to the first one if it'll come up. So that's the second one, I think. That is pretty cool. And you got the first one you can pull up there? And that's the first one. That does look very unusual. It doesn't look, it almost looks like it's not real. But what if I told you that every single one of these creations are absolutely 100% real? They're, they're, they're pictures. As far as I know, I wasn't there, but they're, they're supposedly these pictures are not doctored. Every single one of them is real. And, 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 
some people can say, well, how do you know that it's real? You know, people say, how do you know God is real? People say it all the time. Show me some proof. Show me some evidence. And, and, and so I couldn't tell you 100% factually that each and every one of these pictures were real because I wasn't there. But if I was there and I saw it with my own eyes, you couldn't tell me that it's not real because I saw it with my own eyes, right? So these people who have visited these places, you cannot tell them that these places aren't real because they were there and they saw it with their own eyes, right? <clears throat> well, let me tell you something. Nobody, nobody can tell me God ain't real because I felt the evidence of God, amen. I've seen what he has done in my life, in our church members' life. I've seen what he's done, the healing that he's done, removing cancer from bodies. I mean, I've seen it. You can't tell me my God ain't real. Praise God. There's an evidence. It's the evidence of things that you can't see. There's evidence. And, and sometimes it's just the feeling that you get when you get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. When God begins to move in you and you're praising God and worshiping him and he begins to he begins to, to move your lips and your mouth and you start speaking in tongues and, and the Holy Ghost is filling you and you can't stop. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, there is nothing greater than that feeling. And once you get the Holy Ghost, ain't nobody can tell you it ain't real. Amen. I remember when I got the Holy Ghost. It was over there at Hinesville Church. It was over there at Lifeview PC in Hinesville. I remember sitting in the pew. There was like hundred and something people in there. And I'm sitting at the pew and I'm praying, God, just fill me. I see all these people. Oh, man, I see everybody there. They're always uh, loving on me, and, and it seems like everything's wonderful in their lives. And, and I see them speaking in tongues and, and worshiping and magnifying you, God. I just want what they got. I want what they got. I was saying, I, God, I want what they have. And I, and I just said, God, fill me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I remember when God filled me with his Holy Spirit, and, and I began speaking in tongues, and I couldn't contain myself. Oh, I was full of God. Oh, the, his fullness inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, mighty God. And, and I remember I could not stop telling everybody about him. I could not stop telling everybody about it. People at my work, and they thought I was crazy. But I would just keep telling them we can't lose that feeling. We can't lose that fire that God first instilled us when we first got the Holy Ghost. We got to continue to pray. We got to continue to pray through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because, see, it's the evidence. It's the evidence that's in us. And it's the evidence that we feel. It's the evidence that we see, that we hear. Just like when you try to tell somebody that these places aren't real, but they've been there, they know because they've seen it. They were there. They seen it. They heard it. They felt it. They were there. There's an evidence. So nobody can tell me my God ain't real. Ain't that right, Brother John? Praise God. I mean, when you've been when when, when you've been diagnosed with cancer and and you see it twice, not just once, and and, and it seems like there ain't no hope and and an enemy's about to take your life. But you believe. You believe that God is the healer. 
you believe that he is a miracle working God and he touched you and he healed your body in a miraculous healing. I thank God that I serve a mighty and awesome God like that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Romans. I want to read to you in Romans chapter one. This is the ESV version I'm I'm reading out of to help understand a little bit. It tells us in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. And this is Paul writing to the Romans. He said, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. It goes on, it says, for the wrath of God is revealed Unto heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness they suppress the truth. You remember what I said that 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 the reason people want to say that God isn't real is they're so comfortable in their sin. They're so comfortable in their sin, they don't want to give up the sin that they're in. They're so comfortable living for their flesh and they don't want to live for God. So they just don't want to know. They don't want to hear it. It's true. It says the unrighteousness of men, by their unrighteousness, they suppress the truth. The evidence is all around. Who, by their unrighteousness, suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them. It's plain to them. Everybody, you you cannot dismiss that God is real unless you don't want to know. Because God has showed it to them. In verse 20, it says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived. They've been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made in the world. So they are without excuse. They're without excuse. You know, when people say they don't, people try to argue with you and and try to dismiss that God is real. And they want to try it. You just tell them. You tell them truth. And it's on them. Now, if you don't tell them, it's on you. Okay? You're responsible if you don't tell them. But if you tell them and they just dismiss it anyways, it's on them. It says they are without excuse. Okay? For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give him thanks. I'm here to tell you, too, also, you better give God thanks every day for the things that he's done in your life. You better praise him, worship him, magnify him. That's why when I come to church and, and the music begins to play, I don't care even if the music ain't playing. I come up here and I'm just praising God. I'm mag- I'm giving him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Don't. Don't you let the rocks cry out on your behalf. When we're in your praise, and I'm here to tell you, you need to lift up holy hands unto God and begin to magnify him. Give him all the praise and glory and honor that is due unto him. Because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. He is the one and only true God. And everything, everything that's in existence, he created He created the heavens and the earth and everything. And you just got to magnify him. You got to give him praise. You got to worship him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, God. He is so good to us. 
we don't even see how he blesses us sometimes. Sometimes we don't even see the blessings that he, we don't see that, that, oh, we were running late for work and this happened. I spilled some coffee on me. Now I got to go change. I got to do this. And, and why did this happen? And, 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 and you pass by this accident on the side of the road. And you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But sometimes you don't see it. God is so good to us. We just don't, we can't even comprehend how good, good God is. He is so good. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks unto him. Oh, we got to always give him thanks. We got to always give him praise. But they became futile, futile, it says, in their thanking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Lord, don't ever let me get to that place, God, where my heart is darkened. That's why I'm just going to give him the praise and glory every single day. When I wake up, I'm just going to thank him. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to praise him, worship him, commune with him. And I'm going to do it throughout the day. It says in verse 22, claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. They gave up the, the glory of God and they turned to things of this world, false idols, false images, false gods. And everything that you put before God is an idol. Every single thing that you put before God is an idol. If when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is you open up the Facebook and you start looking at what other people have posted, that's your idol. Because the first thing you should have done when you wake, woke up is to praise God and to magnify him, worship him, and commune with him. If the first thing is, if you can't put down the television remote and give God some praise and honor and worship him and commune with him, then that, that television is your idol. If you can't go without knowing what happened to this mega superstar or sports star or whatever it is, they become your idol. And see, that's what's happening in this world. They've replaced God with all these false idols. But I thank God. I thank God for the church. Hallelujah. I thank God for the church. And, and I'm not going to let nobody tell me God ain't real. And exchange the, okay, we're going to go on, move on. Praise God. And it says, therefore, it says in verse 24, God gave them up in the lust of, of their hearts to impurity. Remember, they're just following after their flesh and their lust of their, their yeah, praise God. I thank God that, that I don't do that anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Dishonoring their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. For a lie. It doesn't matter how many times you say God ain't real, he's still real. He's still there. And he will always be there. Praise God. You see, the thing is, people are living for the now. They're living for their fleshly desires. That's all they care about. They want to feel good right now. But what we are doing in the church body is we're laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Amen. Because 
here's the thing. Our bodies, our, our bodies are only temporal. It's only going to be here for a little bit of time. It's, we're not here very long, but our souls are eternal. Your soul's eternal. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to go on forever and ever in one place or another. In one place or another, I, I want to be, be in heaven with my Holy Father, praising him and magnifying him and worshiping him with my new body, with my brand new body. It's a spiritual body. It ain't going to be just like this, but it's going to be a, a nice body. And we're going to have streets paved with gold. And, oh, thank you, Jesus, a mansion laid up for us in heaven. Oh, it's going to be wonderful, beautiful. It's eternal. It's eternal. And people just don't see that. People just are worried about here and now and about their flesh and and just fulfilling the needs of their flesh. But it's okay. Because you still preach and teach them truth. You still bring it to them. Because there's going to be a time. There's going to be a time when their flesh and, and, and the world's going to attack them. And, and, and everything that's around them is going to come crumbling down. And they're going to be at their lowest point in their life. Because, see, that's what happens. Oftentimes, it's when we're at our lowest point when we turn to God. Oftentimes, that's when it happens. And if you're preaching and teaching in them the word of God, and, and you're, you're instilling that seed, you're sowing that seed of faith into them, right? You're sowing it into them. They're listening. They're hearing you. They hear you. They may not be listening, but they hear you. They hear you. They're going to they want to listen, but you're, te- you're telling them truth. And there's going to be a time in their life, or maybe it's at that time right then and now, and you're, te- you're telling them about God. And they're like, I'm done. I'm done with this world because the world has nothing good. To, it has Nothing but heartache and, and, and pain. But when we have God in our lives, it's a joy that nobody can take away. And I thank God. You just got to keep preaching, keep teaching the word of God. Don't ever stop. Don't ever give up on anybody. If they don't listen, it's on them. But we're talking about I am. I got off course for a little bit, but that's okay. God says, I am. The song they were singing uh, earlier, every praise, right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God saying, yes, I am. I am. He is. I am, God saying. You can't tell me God ain't real because he is my Savior. God saying, I am your Savior. Praise God. He tells us in Revelations Verse 1, Jesus says, I am the Alpha, the Omega. Jesus, this is red letter if you look in your Bibles. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty, Jesus says, I am. I am. God told us, he he told uh, Moses to tell them that I am sent you. And Jesus is saying, I am. Praise God. He is the one and only true God. He is God manifest in flesh. Jesus is. God's saying, I am your provider. 
I am your provider. It tells us in Philippians chapter 4, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. I am your provider. God, you are my provider. Hallelujah. God's saying I am. I am your healer. Amen. I am your healer. He is a healing God. He is the same today as he was yesterday as he will be be forevermore. He is still in the healing business. He's still in the miracle working business. Amen. He is. He is. I am, God says. I am your healer. It tells us in James chapter 5, verse 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. God is a healing God. He is a miracle working God. He is the great I am. Jesus is. I am your strength, he says. God says, I am your strength. In Psalms chapter 20, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my soul will I praise him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for being my strength. Thank you, God, for being my comfort, my shield, my buckler. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, God. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you know, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you shall know him and have seen him. And then he goes on. He, Jesus said to Philip, he said, Philip, saith, or Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. And Jesus said unto him, have I been so long with a time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the father. And now saith thou then show us the father. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the father because he is God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for revealing that to me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I want to open up this altar this morning for your reverence. Thank you for listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audio Cast. 